Welcome everyone into another edition of the Spotlight. I'm your host Ben Beck and this time around I got to speak with Parveen Kaur who is an actress from the new NBC show Manifest airing every Monday night 10 9 central and I honestly didn't know what to expect going into this one. I don't mean that in a negative way at all but I have to say I am completely overwhelmed and extremely pleased with this uh, with this conversation with Parveen she was an absolute delight to talk to a total sweetheart and I just love a lot of the topics that we touch on outside of manifest itself Uh, but it was also fun getting to talk about manifest at the same time so uh, this was an interview that was supposed to go for about 15 20 minutes went on for about 45 but I love when when those things happen so uh and i hope you guys enjoy listening to this one as much as <clears throat> excuse me as much as uh as much as i really enjoyed being a part of it so here it is my conversation with parveen Kaur from nbc's manifest it's the next level Hey, this is Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Parnell. Hey, this is TJ Sainz. Hey y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to the Level Have Fun. When it comes to new shows this fall season, NBC definitely has the leg up, in my personal opinion. There's New Amsterdam, in which I just had the opportunity to speak with Tyler Labine last week. And now I'm excited because I get to talk to someone from another one of my favorite new shows on the NBC slate. You'd know her from other projects such as Beyond and Saving Hope, but now you can catch her every Monday night on NBC's new show, Manifest. Please welcome Parveen Kaur to the program. Parveen, thanks for uh, spending some time with me. Oh my gosh, I feel like I never thought that I would be introduced to do anything, so this is really nice to hear you say. <laughs> I like to I like to give anybody who comes on my program a proper introduction. It just it makes well, them feel warm you. and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, for for people we'll get we'll jump into manifest right away. I got some other stuff I want to talk okay. to you about too, but for anybody we're three episodes in, for anybody who hasn't seen the show yet. Tell us a little bit about the show and your character, Oh, my zombie. gosh. <laughs> I feel like this is the hardest thing to do because it's a very complicated show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay, so in essence, it's about a group of passengers that were returning home from a vacation in Jamaica. Uh, and when they land, it turns out that five and a half years has gone by. But for the people on the plane, it's only been three hours. So when they land, their whole lives have been turned upside down because five and a half years has gone by and everyone's moved on. People thought that they were dead. So they come home to just like some craziness, like just picking up their life and figuring out. And the bigger question is what the heck happened? (laughs) How did five and a half years go by and no one aged a day? No one aged a day, which is like, that's some like crazy mind trickery going on. I yeah. don't know what the heck is going on. That's uh, Sanvi. That's what she's doing. She's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, what she's. A, I believe she's. A, she's a medical student, correct? 
She's uh, she's an actual doctor. Okay. Um, yeah, she yeah, she's a doctor. I think when she was on the plane, she was like a med student. She was just finishing up her thesis, but she's a doctor now. Like okay. they, they've promoted me. Yay. <laughs> yeah, cuz I think it's it's been uh, I think as of episode 3, it's been a matter of a couple of weeks at least, I think that time has passed since these these passengers have returned. Uh yeah, I would say so. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, about 2 weeks, 2 to maybe yeah two weeks i would think okay yeah that's that's what i would think and it's you know it's funny when it comes to new shows it used to be at least for me you know five six years ago if not longer i i would watch all the fall previews and i would check out as many new shows as i as i could and it's gotten to the point now where there's so much material out there but between yeah. netflix and hulu and amazon and network programming and, and stuff i'm i'm very picky about new shows that i choose mm. But yeah, Manifest was one that I saw the previews for it, and then I watched the NBC Fall Preview special that they did. I, I was hooked just from the previews on this show. Oh, that's really cool. And that's so cool to hear. And I'm still hooked now. I mean, again, we're only three episodes in, and I'm I can't wait <laughs> to see what this show is going to bring. What um what drew you to the role when you were getting ready to to approach this? What drew me? Okay, I can give you, <laughs> we always joke about this as actors, like, I can give you the, like, <laughs> the, the, like, the proper answer, or I can give you the real answer, which is, like, it's not like I was this, like, hot, in high demand actor that, like, had a plethora of options. Like, <laughs> I was just, like, and this is great for other actors to hear, which I'm sure there's a lot of actors that listen into your show, like, I was in pilot season. I was in the middle of pilot season and you're just auditioning and you, you kind of, you audition for whatever comes your way. It's not, it's not like I, I had the ability to be like, no, like I'll, I'm going to pass on it. It's like, no, no, no. Like I have to pay my bills. I want to <laughs> survive and I want to, you know, I want to work. I want to act. I love acting. Um, but with that being said, manifest was the best script that I read of the whole season. So that helps. Yeah. Um, because you're you're reading so many pilots and so many scripts, right? And and realistically, when you are just starting out and like trying to like get on a big show, you kind of audition for everything. You're not really saying no to much. Um, so I I was auditioning for things. I was like, I don't really like the show, or I don't know if I'm right for the show. But then I got manifest in my hands, and it ended up. And because I enjoyed the the pilot script so much. It ended up being the best audition I ever had in my entire career. It's like one of those auditions that I'll never forget. And then it, it, it changed my, it changed my career in a way. I, I, it, after my audition for manifest, I, and how great it went and how, how happy the whole, or how great and easy the whole process was. It changed my view on auditioning forever. And my confidence as an actor just went up so much. And I think it's because the character was written so well. Yeah. And that's such a big thing for actors. When you get something that falls into your lap, that is written well, and you understand and you connect to, oh my gosh, like as an actor, like, geez, like you can, you can go into an audition and just soar. It always boils down to how things are written, truly. I think someone had said, like, 
don't give an Oscar to the people that can perform the things that are written amazing. Give Oscars to the people that have to perform <laughs> horrible writing and still do a good job. Like it's all in the writing. Like when, when something is written with like layers and written in a truthful way, like as an actor, like you don't have to do much. And that was like, that was my experience with manifest. Oh, that's awesome. So as much as I want, yeah, as much as I want to say, like, oh, I had all these offers and the manifest was the one that I set out. It was like, no, no, I, I like was like a starving artist and I needed a job. But manifest also happened to be one that fell in my lap that was amazing. And then in turn, I ended up having like a phenomenal audition and then I got the job and then I moved to New York. So it's, it's manifest. You guys, I know the show is based in New York. Do you guys actually shoot in New York as well? Oh yeah. Oh okay. All right. Yeah, that's um cuz it's it's so funny. Um we I actually have another podcast and this was something else I was going to bring up too. I I've, I've heard a lot of comparisons uh in Manifest to the show Lost. And I've never watched Lost. Oh, you, okay. Is that bad? Well, you sh- no, it's not bad. It's not for everybody and it's um I actually w- with another friend of mine, we actually just started a Lost revisited podcast where we started from season 1. Oh. We're rewatching the episodes and we're breaking down the episodes as we're talking about them. And because of the comparison to Manifest uh, Manifest to Lost, we actually just started incorporating in the last two episodes what we're calling the Manifest minutes. And Oh. Sweet. We're breaking down each episode. We're doing a quick summary and quick breakdown of each of the the uh, the episodes of Manifest as well. So we're we're giving our listeners like a double dose of Lost. And oh my Manifest. gosh, I'm gonna have to send that to the rest of the cast. I'm sure they'd love to listen to that. Oh, that would be fantastic if you guys did. If you did that, that would be yeah. great. Uh, yeah, but, I will. But at the same time, it's it's going on to that whole based in New York, one of my, my co-hosts actually, we just recorded that last night. We were talking about episode three and her one complaint was not even a complaint. It was just a, a small note was in the flashback of one of the characters. She talks about calling an Uber and she's like, mm. well, this was back in 2013. I'm pretty sure Uber wasn't around. I'm like, no, they were based. It was, it was 2009. They were based in New York. It's it in checks New York. out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think on like on campuses, it was like a big thing. Was it? Was it that or? Yeah, and something I th- like that. I think it was called Uber Uber Drive or something like that when it first. Oh, yeah. When it first came out, but it was. Oh based, no! It checked out. Yep. <laughs> it's it been, I'm out. like, they know what they're doing. It's it's fine. Um, yeah, man. I mean, they. I hope they do because the devil really is in the details. Like, you know, oh, yeah. and, and our fans really, you know they care about that stuff and you they look for all that stuff which is sometimes like i'll read online and someone's like did you see this reference in that 14 minutes and i'm like what no like i didn't even get that like that's crazy and it's it's funny too because i think again comparing it to lost and i, and I hate doing it because manifest stand, does definitely stands on its own it's it's one of those things that i kind of approach the show in a lost mentality is where there's so much there's so many deeper things that you yeah. tend to overanalyze everything. And, right, right, right. But there are a couple things with Manifest where there's definitely something going on. There's definitely something happening with the number 828. We don't know yeah. what that oh, is yeah. yet. 
and it's neither do I. Well, all right. Well, that's good to know too because <laughs> I, I like it when I find out that actors are kind of in the dark at the same time because no clue. I genuinely have no idea. <laughs> Basically, there's no point in asking me any questions. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, because again, it's, it keeps it a mystery to you. And as somebody who's a viewer and somebody who's a fan of acting and, and actors and such too, it's it makes me happier to know that you guys don't know because you guys are it means you're genuinely putting more effort into developing your character without knowing what the circumstances are going to be you're you're definitely diving deeper into the character development over the story and that's what really drives the show better oh yeah for sure and then it's just realistically it makes it more fun too like for us like we get excited to get the scripts and read them and like we or the script will get come out and like we have like a little group chat and like we all like bombard each other after we've read every episode because no one knows. And it's like, <laughs> it ends up being this collective experience as well with like your castmates and your coworkers of your, you're kind of on this ride together and you're finding out, you know, things that are going on in, in it's, really cool like I feel like yeah it was kind of I mean like it's cool if people and actors want to know what's going on I totally understand that side of it as well but this side of like not knowing does make it very fun yeah sure yeah uh you know you mentioned you be you know being a starving actress and and taking whatever roles come to you uh you know because as you mentioned you know you're not like a high prospect in the career or anything and there's nothing wrong with that at all no Um, of course not but looking at your you know your your list of credits you're still relatively new to the acting game it looks like your first acting credit was back in 2013 so five years is a small amount of time compared to many other people including many of the people that you're on the show with thank you you want to know what's crazy like i didn't start acting until i was about like 21 and my biggest insecurity and still my biggest insecurity has been like oh man like i didn't i'm not like other actors that like have been doing theater since like they were two <laughs> like i'm just not one of those performers i didn't have the opportunity i didn't have that kind of outlet i didn't have i wasn't lucky enough to have a support system around me encouraging me to pursue the art so it didn't really start happening for me until like 21 where I started to just someone had said like hey you should um you should be you should take this acting class we had there's this like really popular acting class in Toronto and I was like okay cool like sure why not um and I did and I really really liked it and I just kept at it and also it, I, I started this acting class and then someone was like, Hey, you should get an agent. And then I got an agent. And then next thing I know, I was like, Oh, like I, I'm going to just keep doing this because it's working and I'm, I am getting jobs. So it's like helping me put food on my plate. So it, it was like a mixture of like needing to survive. Right. And like, yeah. you, you know, like I, I was like, okay, this is working out for me and I'm, I'm booking work and I book like, com- I started, you know, with like commercials and stuff. And I'd be like, okay, great. Like I can pay my rent and that's awesome. So I'm just going to keep at it. And, and next thing I know, like, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm living in New York. I'm a Canadian actress living <laughs> in New York. Like what the heck is that? Yeah. It, and it's, you know, it's one of those things too, that this is not your first 
uh, foray into playing a character that's in the medical field either. I mean, you did it. Yeah. In, you did it as well in uh, in Saving Hope. Is yeah. it? Is it something I, I know? Again, you're you're taking jobs to you know to pay the bills and stuff, so it's not really a, a, a thought that's in your mind right now. But is it at any point, or do you think it will ever be a point that it might become a fear of yours that that's kind of a typecast that you're brought into? Yeah, I said. After, well, the, the crazy thing is, after Saving Hope, I said I'm done. I'm not playing. I'm not playing a, a an Indian woman who who is a doctor. Like I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, because like it's done, like I've done it and I've had that experience and like we can, you know, there's a million, I should be allowed to, as an actor, play whatever it is that I want to play. Like, why am I being put in a box? Right. But then I got manifest and like Sanvi's such a badass. So then I was like, ah, shit. Like, <laughs> okay, but I really like Sanvi and like, she's like, like tough as nails and like, she's interesting and complex. So I was like, okay, fine. One last time. But after this, I'm done. <laughs> after Manifest, you will not see Parveen play a doctor because I feel like we've seen it and it's great. And the thing is like, at least I'm lucky enough to know that the stereotype of like Indian people playing doctors, it's not necessarily the worst stereotype. No, and and I-, I understand that. Yeah, but it's still dehumanizing when that's all you see, and it still can be hurtful when that's all you're being. It makes you feel like that's you're not allowed to do anything else, and that can feel hurtful, you know. Yeah, and so I I think after manifest, but then I've again like met something like manifest comes along, and you're like, well, crap. Well, I actually really do like this character, but it's like this like double edged sword, and like this like complicated issue where it's like, okay, but I want to work. And I, I want to have the experience and I want to be on a big show. And these are like my dreams coming true, like right in front of my eyes. Like I can't deny that now. I, I never want to deny, you know, you put in all this hard work and like, you don't want to say no when like a great opportunity like that comes along. And then you also happen to like love the character and love the premise of the show. But then on the flip side, it's like, oh crap, like I'm playing the doctor again. Like I, I don't want other younger South Asian people watching and being like, ah, well, she's playing a doctor again. Or like, why is it like, you know, she playing something else, right? Like, why, why are we only seeing the, you know, Indian people playing like the tech nerd or like, yeah, someone in like the, the science field, like, why are we not allowed to branch out? And I think that's gonna, it is changing. And, and it, it Riz Ahmed talks about when he first started his career, like he had to play terrorist number one and terrorist number two and for the longest time. And all he could do is play these characters that he was given with like conviction and bringing an ounce of humanity. And it's kind of like the dues that you have to pay. And I think I'm in that space right now where it's like, I'm just trying to pay my dues and like moving forward. Yeah. Like I'm going to take this big opportunity of manifest and go forward and say, Hey, I actually want to play something different. Yeah. And I feel like I should be allowed to do that. And I feel like if that's not going to happen, we live in a world now where we're allowed to make our own projects and people will watch them, yeah. you know, and that's a really exciting time as well. And there, and you're right. I mean, and there are so many different platforms now to be able to do that, to be able to create your own projects and, and be in them and such. And you're right. I mean, it, you know, being typecast as, you know, as, as an Indian person in, in the medical field is it's, it definitely is a stereotype that it's living into, but you look at some of the other actors that have been 
typecast into other things. And it, it's definitely, you're right, it's not the worst. I mean, there, you mentioned, yeah, for sure. you know, being the person who's constantly cast as the terrorist or being constantly cast as the criminal. Um, you know, it, while it is one thing that you definitely don't want to fall into, it's something completely different to know that, well, at least what I'm being cast on is an intelligent woman who, for is, sure. you know, is, is strong in what she does. Yeah, for sure. But I think also on the same breath, like it does start to feel, it, it can start to feel a bit hurtful when you start to realize, oh, the world doesn't want to see me as anything else. Yeah. And I think that's the battle that, because like, unlike someone, you know, when someone is like, well, you know, I, I get, I get typecast as like the, the dumb blonde. It's like, okay, well you can just change your hair color. Like I can't change my heritage. I can't change the color of my skin. Like I can't change what people see about me. Right. Which is that I, I, there, so I kind of, there's this like weird battle that you have to fight, you know? So, and that the other thing is like, we all get typecast. Like every actor gets typecasted right in some way. Just some actors have the freedom to be able to like try to change certain things, whereas some actors they don't because they're being defined by their race and their heritage, right? So it's 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 tricky, but I'm getting there. I think we're all getting there a little <laughs> bit slower, and yeah, it's it's and it's also a really complicated issue. Like it's not this like one layer of an issue. Like there's a lot of things that you have to take in consideration when talking about people of color being typecasted for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's also situations too, where there's been a number of situations lately. One in particular, I can think of where people kind of take that, that, that stereotypical situation that they believe and they, they take it and run with it to kind of flip it on their head. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking in particular of the movie Crazy Rich Asians that just came out not too long ago, which I loved. I thought it was a great movie. And they kind of took that stereotype, that stereotype of what people perceive Asians in in Hollywood to be. And they turned it into something not only completely different, but successful. Yeah. I mean, and also like beyond all that it really just is like a romantic comedy like it's nothing else like it that's all it is when you really get to the core of it it's just about like it's like it's a romantic comedy it's just it that's it and like the fact that people are shocked that it did well is also shocking in itself (laughs) it's like it's just two people that like fell in love that just happened to be from a particular background like there's nothing shocking about it. it happens every day yeah but now the fact that it's being seen in mainstream, it, it's like, it's so crazy that like people are like, it's like a, it's like this like crazy, like revelation. It's like, no, people from all over the world fall in love. Like that's, <laughs> that's yeah. nothing new. Right. So it, it's like, this like, again, it's this really complicated issue of like, you know, like, what it means to have a movie like crazy rich Asians. It's a really, it's my gosh, like that movie is amazing and wonderful. And it's such, it's so impactful. Like, but at the same time, it's not, there's like people like you, I'm pretty sure the whole cast of like crazy rich Asians is like, yeah, like no one is shocked that it did well. (laughs) Like at the same time, like, yeah, we've been trying to tell people this for years, like 25 years. It's been 25 years since an all Asian cast has been on screen together. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, it's, it's just crazy to me. I don't understand, but I mean, 
what can you do, right? Like you just have to take a, 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 a great moment, like crazy rotations and like just build off of it, build off that momentum. Like there's so much momentum going on and just, you know, telling it, telling these stories that, you know, realistically are nothing shocking to us. Like to me, a story about like two Indian people falling in love and it being a comedy would not be shocking to me, but it might be shocking to the rest of the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. <laughs> weird and complicated and also really cool and i'm like really excited that uh, as an actor and as a person of color i get to witness all of it happening and like that shift happening it is pretty cool yeah now you sit now you say when it comes to you know we're never going to see parveen playing like in a medical drama again what happens if the next role that you're offered is a lead like it's it's your show you're the you're the top star but it happens to be a doctor is that something to consider or I think, you know, at that point you have to, I think whenever you're deciding to play a character, there's like a bunch of things that you have to take into consideration. And I think there comes a point in every person's career where you have to decide like, okay, what is, what is going to be helpful and what is going to be harmful. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think at that, if I were to cross that bridge, it's like, okay, if I were to get a, a, a script to play a doctor, like depend, and it all is based on how it's written and the story that they're trying to tell, which is the core of every project that we should be taking is like, what is the actual story that we're trying to tell? And it all boils down to this taking or this hypothetical role of a doctor would it be helpful to society and the people that they're, that are going to watch or is it going to be hurtful? And I think that's kind of how I would approach it. So sure. Like, great. Like if I got an opportunity to play a lead, like, yeah, that's cool. But like, is it necessary? Would it be necessary? Like, I don't know. Like there, it's like a hypothetical. uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to like really take in all aspects of it, but I don't know. Like, I think it, it, I, I think I don't know. I, right now in, in the point of my life, I'm just like, no, like I need to play something different. And I think the world needs to see like, just like a Brown girl, just, I don't know, chilling out. Like I don't need to be, I mean, the crazy thing is like my personal experience as an Indian woman is so different from like Sandhi or like Asha from Saving Hope. Like I definitely did not become a doctor (laughs) or anywhere close to becoming a doctor. Like there's so many different experiences. So I'm kind of ready for like the world to see a different, one of those different experiences. Like we're not all just like being told to like be doctors and lawyers. Like we, you know, we all have different paths. There's so many Indian people. We can't expect that we're all going to have the same upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be good. It'd be good to see you take on a role as maybe, I mean, it's not necessarily a doctor, but maybe a CEO of a company or just a successful businesswoman doesn't even have to be in the medical field. Uh, Yeah. Or like, I don't know, let me like be like, um, Oh, who's the character from um, Kate Winslet? She played in uh, uh, Kate Winslet and um, Jim Carrey, Internal Franchise. Oh, oh, yeah. I, uh, like, yeah. Like, can I have, like, blue hair? <laughs> can I have blue hair? Like, can I just, like, I don't know, like, be, like, a pot-smoking, like, hippie? Like, anything. Like, why <laughs> is it that there's any limits? I should be able to do anything, really, right? Like, it doesn't... 
it shouldn't matter. Yeah. It should just be based off of like, what do me, what do I as a person bring to that character? Right. And, and I think another thing that we have to consider is like, if I'm not getting the opportunity to even play these types of characters, like how do I, how do you expect us to like grow as performers? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to be able to shake the stereotype if people don't give you the opportunity to shake the stereotype. For sure. Like if I, yeah, like for sure. And it's like growing in any field that you work in. Part of your growth is the experiences that you get, right? Like you, you have to be allowed to grow and flourish based off of the opportunities that you're given. And if I'm not given the opportunity to explore different characters, I might never learn how to sharpen that tool as well as the next person that constantly gets opportunities to go out for whatever they want. Right. And like be a chameleon in that way when you're only really getting the opportunity to play one part. So, yeah, I mean, this is like really, I I mean, I'm just like really grateful that like I'm on a show like manifest now that's really big and people actually like, remember that intro you gave me, which I like never (laughs) thought anyone would introduce (laughs) me, but like, and getting the opportunity now to like even talk about it with you, which is like so cool to me. Like I never thought that anyone would even want to listen to what I have to say and what my experience is. But like, again, like you take a show like manifest and, and you like, you, you milk it and you make the best of it. And, and now like, look, I get to sit here and talk to you and say like, Hey, this is my experience. Like, what if I got the opportunity to like do something else? Like, wouldn't that be so cool? And like, maybe someone will hear it and like be like, Oh yeah. Like what a good idea. Like, yeah. And, and, and who knows? And it's so funny too being able to compare like you taking roles, you know, to pay the bills and, and such and compare it to myself, you know, who does something like this because I've been doing this for a number of years now. Actually, probably about the same amount of time that you've been acting. I've been doing this for four or five yeah. years now. And, you know, it was, it was such a struggle to be able to book people to, to come on. And at the beginning of everything, it was a matter of networks and, and PR representatives sending me people mm-hmm. who I had never heard of, who were promoting shows mm. I've never heard of before. Mm. But you kind of have to take them in order to totally. build the repertoire and to get yourself known. And it got to a point where, you know, like you kind of mentioned, and it's very humbling for me to hear you say like, have me give you that intro and what that means to you. You know, the first time I ever had that situation where I had somebody on who I finally recognized them from their work and hearing them say, well, you know, you know, yeah, like I heard you talking about this person, uh, talking to this person about this. And I was like, wait, 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 you mean you actually listen to something that I've done before? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, he's like, I I wanted to know, you know, who I was (laughs) coming on to talk to. And I'm, He's like, so I went back and I listened, you know, to some of your other stuff and it was really good. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm surprised you still came on after listening to some of those other ones. Yeah. We're all, it's so weird how we can be like so self-deprecating in that way, but it's yeah. the truth. Like this is some, it's like when, when your dreams are, when you've worked so hard to get at something like, yeah, you, at the beginning, you definitely have to like take everything that you can and like put in the work and like put in the grind and the hustle. And then when you start to see like that work pay off, which I think is happening to me and like, obviously it's happening to you. Isn't this such a crazy feeling? Like, 
you you kind of just take that step back and you and you just look at your life and you're like wow I can't believe like because I mean I've had a number of people on this show that I would have never thought I'd ever have on I've I've had an opportunity to be on stage and moderate panels with a bunch of people I never thought I would have had the opportunity and you're right you just kind of take that moment where you you take that step back and you look and you're like wow like okay things are really like my hard work starting to pay off. Yeah. And then it motivates you to keep going. Yeah. Which is cool. And just and do like bigger try. and better and, things. Yeah. And different things, which is like what's happening to me is like this opportunity is going to make me be like, oh, wow. Like I have the confidence. Like I can be on a big show. I can do it. I know that I can do it. What else can I do? Which is, it's like, that's wow. Like, you know, how, what more can you ask? Just on a personal and a professional level is just the opportunity to grow as a person, right? Like that's, yeah. that's all I think. I feel like everyone should, I hope that more people can have the opportunity, but we all know that like not a lot of people have that, that feeling of like, wow, I'm really growing, you know, in, in my professional life or in my personal life. That's really hard for a lot of people. So I just, and I recognize that. So I I just, I do consider myself very privileged and very lucky in, in that way. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to manifest for uh, a couple minutes and I, I want to know, sure. I know, you know, episode four is coming up this Monday mm-hmm. and I, I believe this is a big episode for your character, for Sanvi. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm not going to watch. I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've already filmed it. You've been there. You've done it. You don't really need to watch it. <laughs> I know it's true. I, I'll just read the script again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cause I know, um, I think this has something to do with your character and one of the flight attendants. I don't want to say too mm-hmm. much because I want I want to encourage people to watch it. So, For like, sure. I, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the episode. And I, I myself want to be surprised as well. So I don't, sure. I don't want to take too much, uh, dive too deep into it. But I'm excited that it's a character or that it's a, it's an episode that's heavy centric around your character this time around. Oh my gosh, stop. That's really cool. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I know right now we're seeing 13 episodes on the slate. Are we still waiting for a full season pickup or is that how many episodes we can expect this season? Uh, We're still waiting. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll let you know once I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're still waiting. I know New Amsterdam got the full season. Yeah, they they just got it this week. I love New Amsterdam. Like, my gosh, that's such a good show. And like, I'm really... Isn't it such a great show? Have you watched it? I have. And that's another one that I, like I said, I, I'm very picky and very selective about what mm-hmm. I watch now because there's so much stuff. And New Amsterdam was another one that when I watched the fall preview, I, I yeah, saw the, the whole extended scene. <clears throat> I was like, yep, I need to watch it. And then yeah. I got excited because I mentioned Tyler before. I, I've been a fan of Tyler's for a while from other mm-hmm. projects like Deadbeat and uh, Tucker and Dale. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to meet Tyler. Um, no, I haven't. But, you know, he's another one of those actors that I I brought up typecasting with him before, too, because he's always been typecast as the, you know, the the pot-smoking, potty-mouth <laughs> character. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mentioned to him, like, I'm really happy to see that this is a completely different role from anything that I've seen him do before. And he was super stoked to hear yeah, that he's being recognized for something like that. So I, I love yeah. seeing actors that I'm fans of, uh, you know, being able to shake the typecast. And that was one of the reasons why I brought it up with you was because I, I wanted to know if it was the fear or not. And you gave me a great 
conversation about that too. A very long winded rambling answer. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize for that at all. I love getting the opportunity to speak to people in depth about things like that. And I love it when I have people on who are open enough to talk about that and not have to, I don't have to fight to get answers out of them. Yeah. Well, you want to know, I have this like crazy and I've been, well, let me, well, I don't want to derail the conversation because I know we want to get into episode four. I think it's really interesting that like a lot of the times when we want to talk about like representation and diversity with like people of color, that question tends to just be asked towards like actual people of color, but it's like, we don't need to be asking them what they think about diversity. They already know that that's probably what we should be doing. (laughs) We need to be asking the people that are like actually making the decisions that aren't people of color, what they feel about diversity. Those are the people that I think that need to be asked. Like, don't ask us. Like, what do you mean? Like we, it's our life. It's what we live. Like we, you know, it's this like weird thing that like gets brought up and I'm like, wait a minute, are they asking like the actual people that are in charge, you know, and the people that, that make the decisions, like that's who we need to be asking why diversity is important to them. Like when, wouldn't that make more sense? Like, I, I remember, like, I saw this one TV show. I'm not going to say who it is, but, like, they were, they had, like, a series, like, a documented series where they were, like, tackling different, um, like, issues of, like, I don't know, like, I, there's, like, different issues, like, of, like, the world or whatever. And, like, she would, like, talk to her, like, friends who, like, weren't very diverse which is fine. But then like, as soon as they had like a panel on diversity, it became like all diverse people. And I'm like, wait, like, (laughs) why is it that like we're only thought of when it comes to actual diversity? Like we're not the ones that need to be having that conversation. Like we understand it. It's our lives. Like we, we get that it's important. It's like, there's a whole other set of people that need to be questioned. So I find that really interesting. And I'm going to start pushing back on that a little bit without trying to get into too much trouble. Yeah. Yeah, like it's really it's crazy to me. But anyway, if that's my other little rant. No, it's fine. And uh, you know, on that note too, I'm I I've asked. I, I wrapped up my my. Uh, conversation with Tyler, uh, with a question and it brought up a really interesting discussion. And I'm going to do the same thing with you. I'm going to get ready to wrap things up. Okay. So I'm going I'm to ask you the same question because I have a feeling, uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued as to what your answer is going to be. And oh, I mean, gosh. Don't I put mean, that no, no. pressure on me now. I mean that in the best of ways. I, I don't mean that okay. as in, you know, I'm, I'm going to be confused. I'm, I, I've loved this conversation I've been having with you and breaking away from manifests and talking about, you know, how things are in the business and such. And so I feel like this is going to be another interesting topic to wrap up on. So I'll ask you the same question I asked Tyler. Adam, you know, you've been doing a number of interviews for, for manifest as well as other projects that you've done mm-hmm. in the past. Of all the questions you've been asked, I'm sure there's been a couple that you've gotten time and time again, but of mm-hmm. of all the interviews that you've done and all the conversations that you've had, what's one question you've never been asked that you, you kind of wish somebody would? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a thinker question for sure. Yeah, no kidding. What's one question? Well, first of all, okay, let me just put this out there. I'm just being asked now to be interviewed. Like this is this whole thing of like people wanting to interview me is very new, like last week new. So I haven't actually done a lot of interviews where I'm like, 
oh man, I'm so sick of being asked this question or I wish they, I'm like not even there yet. Like I'm so green. So I feel like I don't actually have an answer, but like. All right, well, um, we'll, we'll rephrase it. We'll say what's in, in all of the future interviews that you do, what's one question you hope you get asked? Um, what's one question I hope I get asked? Oh, I need like an hour. <laughs> I need an hour to think about it. <laughs> Um, oh. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to have an answer. I just thought it would be something no, interesting. Are you kidding? To ponder. It's a great question. Um, maybe this question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what Tyler said <laughs> when I first asked him. He, I would like to know this question again so that I have an answer for it. <laughs> that was exactly the. That was Tyler was like. Stop, oh man! Really? He's like, I think it's that question. <laughs> this is a great question that I don't have an answer to, and I, I really genuinely hope someone asks me again because I'm going to be thinking about it, and I'll have an answer. Well, you know what? In that maybe case, you and I will like meet again, hopefully in person. You you said that you were like you get to moderate some panels. Maybe you'll do like a manifest panel, and you can ask me that question on stage. There you go. I, I'm yeah, like I'm calling dibs on this question. I will I will make sure. And you know what? If if not if if, if we don't get to meet in person one day, I will have you on the podcast again. I'll have you on the show again. And okay. we'll, um, I'll get to ask you when I have you back on. Then, yes, and hopefully please. you'll have I'm the so answer. I'm so sorry. I don't have an answer. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine. It's, it's definitely a stumper and it's not one that I don't think anybody could come up with an answer off the top of their head. And so far, you and Tyler are the only two people I've had the opportunity to ask that question to because I literally just came up with it last week. Wait, so did Tyler actually, after he said that, did he give you an answer? He did. Like, actually? Um, he did. Oh, you, shit. You know, well, no, I mean, but his answer also pertained to his his career as well because, you know, as we mentioned, your career is still relatively fresh. He's been in this business for, you know, 25, 30 years. And... You know, his answer was great in the fact that, you know, he says he's working with people in New Amsterdam and he, he's whether it's people who are older than him or younger than him. When he is on set, he's still a sponge, as I'm sure the same mm. thing is with you. As oh, well. yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, he thinks that it kind of gets forgotten in the younger generation, you know, especially like the YouTube generation now that people are more getting into acting to more to make a name for themselves rather than the craft. And he would just love to be able, he, he loves getting taught, getting interviewed and talking about the projects that he's worked on. But every once in a while, he would just love to talk about the craft. And, oh, and, yeah, that's a great acting. answer. And, and I told him, I was like, well, in that case, I said, I'm going to have you back on and we're going to do a show that's strictly just the art of the craft with Tyler. Ah, that's, a, you should start a new series. Called that, the art of the craft. That would be fantastic, and just have a bunch of actors on to to talk about that. Oh as yeah, well. totally. So, um, we've definitely gone well over. What oh I yeah, we're supposed to have fifteen minutes, and we're forty five minutes. <laughs> this is like awesome. Yeah, but it I, went by. It was fun. I had a good time. We didn't even really talk about manifest, and I feel I'm sorry. Do we want to quickly get into what's coming up in episode four? Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about episode four, and then without giving us too many spoilers because I don't actually without giving us any spoilers because I don't want to be spoiled mm-hmm. at all what we can expect for the rest of what we know of this season. 
Okay. So, um, I, because I, again, I don't read, I, I'm just finding out like everything as we go. I don't actually know what's happening for the rest of the season. I have okay. no clue, um, because our boss won't tell us, which is great. <laughs> um, but I do know for episode four, um, Sanvi has her first calling. So we find out what that is, which is kind of hinted at in the, in the trailer um, of what, what she's going to be feel, seeing and experiencing. And that's going to be really crazy. Like, Oh, it was crazy shooting it. Um, so we're going to see that we're going to see Sandy outside of the lab. Like we get to see her like, you know, in the real world and her starting to um, build her relationships with the stone family, which is um, really cool. And, um, what else do we see? Just getting closer to solving the mystery. So Sanvi in episode three had found a marker and we start to understand what that marker is and oh. what it could mean for the rest of the passengers. How <laughs> far? I like wish I was this smart. I wish I was as smart as Sanvi in person as I am on the show. Oh, stop. You, you <laughs> like, I know actually, I remember when I first like, went, I, I met the producers and like, I just met everyone for the first time, like my bosses, like the head of like NBC, like just like people that like are awesome and like, you know, like in their job, like in like these high positions. And I remember being like, oh man, I keep playing all these smart people, but like in life, I'm so dumb. And like, no, and like everyone just looked at me like, what the heck is she saying? <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> people were like, it was like silent. I was like, oh my God, just shut up. <laughs> Well, I like Sanvi is so smart and like, yeah, so she discovers this marker and we were starting to unravel what what could be the the unsolving the mystery of what happened to us on the plane. Yeah, it's definitely a huge mystery. There's so much going on on the show right now between, you know, what happened to the passengers? What does this marker mean? What what are the, What's the importance of these numbers? Is there mm -hmm. some kind of entity behind this, whether it's the government or a particular person? Like, we don't know. There's so many questions, and I love being able mm -hmm. to go into every episode and anticipating what's coming next and being totally shocked that, that it's not even what I was anticipating. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those are That's those cool. are some of my favorite shows. And as as far as you coming, you know, being as intelligent as Sanvi, uh, this has been one of the most fun conversations I've had in a while on this show. Stop. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, it's getting to talk to people about things. Because, again, I've had people on that literally just want to talk about the project and then that's it. Mm. And it's like pulling teeth to get things out of them and those are very few and far between for the most part i've been very lucky in the people that i speak with yeah and uh this has been an absolute delight to to talk to you thanks man that's really cool vice versa this is was painless which is again i'm so new so this is this is a great experience so thank you very much for having me i i Really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's not a problem at all. I, I want to encourage my listeners to go out and definitely check out Manifest. It airs Monday nights, 10, 9 central on NBC. Episode four, Unclaimed Baggage, is a centralized uh, episode about your character. So now's the perfect time to get caught up and jump in mm -hmm. with the current stuff. And of course, they can follow Manifest on Twitter for more stuff too, at NBC Manifest. But uh, Praveen, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Thank you. Uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you down the road for another Spotlight. Take care. Bye.